Um, good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show at 1150 AM KKNW, <laughs> Seattle Bellevue. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. I'm so happy. This is Black History Month. I love Black History Month because I grew up every day was Black History. Hello. So we didn't have to we didn't have to just have one month for it. Oh, I'm so happy about this month that we get to have. Uh, uh, yeah, I want to bring on my local guest, Mr. Rye. He's a he's a history maker uh, himself and been around. Oh, we want to thank Eric also. Hey, Eric, I hope you're doing well. I hope you had a great weekend. I did. Thank you. All right. All right. All right. Hi, Mr. Rye. How you? How doing? you doing, Reverend Harry? Oh, I'm wonderful. I love this one. I really do. I mean, I grew up with Black history being every day and singing out and precious song, lift every voice and sing, you know, and that song made us strong. I wish we'd sing it every day now. Every day of my life, I sung that song. I love it. <laughs> well, no, that's great. It, it tells it tells our story, that's for sure. It does. It tells our story and, and uh, it tells us to be true to our native land and to our God and to keep going. You know, that song kept you going. And I didn't know what the regular song was until I got to be 18. But uh, I tell you, from uh, from zero, from two to three, all the way to, uh, to uh, 18 years old, I sung it uh, once a day, every day for my life. So, yeah. So this is our money. People complain about it, but I think when when the uh, when uh, Carter when Mr. Woodson uh, came up with the Black History, he he uh, included um, Frederick Douglass' birthday and uh, and then uh, Abraham Lincoln's birthday. That's why February was chosen, not because it was a, a shortest month, but because those two people had such an uh, impact on uh, on on the Negro. I'm just thinking. Uh, initially, it was Black History Week, wasn't it? Well, it was. It was. Before it was Black I, History Month. Well, then it got to be Black History Month, but it was. But if you grew up in segregation and the black pictures was up every day, then it was every day. Yeah. Well, for yeah. the first ten years of my life, I was in Shreveport, Louisiana, and I know all about that. Yeah. So it's every day. So you know. So you didn't have to. You didn't have to dust it off. And I don't know when it was changed to one to the to a month. I probably need to research that and find out. I don't know that, yeah. but I knew it was just every day in my life because that's what the world was like. So, um, that's anyway. for sure. yeah. So yeah, so what's well, going on? Uh, I've been in, like I said, my my give you a little black history on Eddie Rye Jr. My my dad uh, was appointed uh, to be the Northwest organizer of the Brotherhood of Sleeping Car Porters in 1950. And uh, his two older brothers wouldn't take the job because they had, they were older than my father. He was the youngest one in the family. And their children were in Southern University at the time. And uh, Eddie Rice Sr.'s children were in grade school and not in school. So they said we could take care of the kids if something happened to Eddie. So uh, he moved us up here in 1952. And he lived with, uh, he had a room, uh, Reverend A.J. Bowles and him both had a room at the Martins which was on 23rd, right off Madison, Law and Terrell Martin. And they owned the Madison Street Cafe uh, on uh, Madison Street, right between 21st and 20th Avenue. As a matter of fact, a descendant of the Martin family, Theo Martin, now is the owner of Island Soul. So oh, that really? restaurant, yeah, that restaurant oh, okay. stuff has been in that family for uh, a long, a pretty long time. Oh. Now, I had this job 70 years ago. So uh, I am Black History. I can recall when we only had one bridge with something in the middle of that. And uh, I can also recall that uh, uh, in uh, those days, uh, uh, I think the Gaten family might have been the first family to move uh, across then 28th, then Empire, then Martin Luther King Jr. way to 33rd Avenue and Pine. And if I do recall that their house was firebombed. Wow. Uh, most of the uh, housing uh, transactions occurred through... Uh, First, a, a private families, primarily Jewish families selling to blacks. Then there was a realtor by the name of Morris Hardcastle, uh, who uh, was very friendly and had a lot of black friends, and he was very helpful. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, in the late 60s, early 70s, Camp actually had a uh, program, offices on 34th and Sherry, where oh. they were uh, trying to get black homeowners and that was one of the programs at camp when there was an effort, a legitimate effort to try to help black folks. But uh, another uh, thing that happened is that uh, uh, at that particular time, uh, uh, most of uh, our interactions really were with 
Japanese and more Japanese and Filipinos and Chinese, but primarily with Japanese uh, uh, growing up in those early days. And uh, like I said, we had, uh, it was, uh, Seattle was still segregated. If you got caught in the wrong neighborhood in the 50s, uh, you, you were going to get pulled over if you were walking or driving. Uh, but they know the people because back in those days, a lot of black women were doing uh, housekeeping and housework for affluent white families. And the, uh, the police and everybody else knew who those folks were. If they were in Magnolia somewhere, uh, before we could move out there, we could go to Fort Lauderdale if we were in the Army. But uh, And then a lot of uh, black folks came up here. Uh, one would get a job and send down to Louisiana or Texas or somewhere else to bring the relatives up here. Because uh, my first cousin, uh, Foster Anderson Sr., uh, moved up here in mid-50s, had got a job at Boeing, and eventually moved his family up here. So a lot well, of that, that's Jeff Woods did, too. Once Jeff Woods got a job, uh, he brought a lot of people from uh, West Virginia, I believe it was. Yeah, he, uh, uh, Rachel, uh, uh, Everett, also known as Dickie, uh, Tom Woods, who was the president of Liberty Bank, and right. tried to open up a downtown office, and people went berserk. You're supposed to stay on 24th and Union. You're not supposed to have a branch downtown. But uh, Tom Woods uh, had that foresight, very intelligent brother. Uh, but uh, uh, that was one of the things that they just didn't like about it. Stay in your lane. It was almost like in 1972 uh, when Roz, uh, Dr. Rosalind Woodhouse was the executive director of the Centenary Motivation Program. I was directing the education program. And she allowed me the flexibility to be chair of the Central Seattle Community Council Housing Federation's a housing committee, and in uh, December 1973, we dropped the first report on redlining of the central area. Wow. Now, uh, we had uh, folks out painting red lines around, uh, the, around the community, and then we also <laughs> went down downtown and painted a red line around uh, the downtown Seafirst <laughs> Bank, and uh, my cousin, uh, late cousin, Taurus McCall, had just started working there. He'd been there two weeks, and the folks said, you know any, any people on that video? He said, "No, sir. I don't know. I don't know anybody." He just told <laughs> his cousin, but his wife was pregnant at the time, and he, he, the brother needed the job. So, uh, uh, it also got to the point where, in nineteen, this was a, a prolonged kind of thing, where we would actually put the names of these bankers up on if they wasn't there, it'd be an empty chair, and uh, uh, it's it one of those situations where uh, six or seven banks had made like four or five loans in like five or six years. Wow. And uh, so it was it was it was pretty tough. And then now and, and, uh, and the Sunday and, and the Sunday uh contribution was going into to those banks and they still wouldn't lend nobody no money. Exactly. Right. Well the good example was that in the early 70s, Don Dudley on KYC, right. FM and an AM station worth two million dollars and the banks would loan him two hundred thousand dollars. Wow. I mean that that's that's what yeah, that ran him out of business, man. Wasn't that terrible? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I guess the other part of black history I talked about is my mentor uh was a Republican. His name is Dr. Arthur Allen Fletcher. Yes. Uh he he uh he and uh, uh uh Sam Smith both won the first citywide elections by blacks in nineteen sixty-eight. Uh Art Fletcher, Dr. Fletcher won in Pasco. And Sam Smith won in Seattle. Wow. So that was the first time that the blacks had won citywide elections. Then we go down to uh to the, the Jackson campaign is really, I think, was one of the most invigorating factors uh in the black and minority community, as well as the progressive white community, because uh when Jesse Jackson announced he was running for president, uh more people of color than ever sought office all across the country. And uh, a lot of them didn't do that well in 84, but in 88, with Charles Rollin computerizing the Jackson campaign, uh, wow. a lot of good things happened. The chair I didn't, know, Char I didn't know Charles did that. I didn't know the late Charles Rollin did that. Yeah, he certainly did. And Jesse Jackson won the, won the popular vote, but because of the precinct, you know how you go to your precincts and vote? Right. He didn't win the nomination there, but he won the popular vote. And two uh, individuals who were chairs of his... his uh, uh, Campaign in Virginia, Doug Wilder in '84. Oh and, yeah, Doug Wilder. Yeah, he, Doug yeah, Norris Douglas Wilder and uh, David Dinkins in New York with his chairs in '84, New York and in oh, Virginia. Oh really? 
in the next uh, in 1986, I believe Doug Wilder was elected governor of Virginia, and David Nixon was elected mayor of uh, New York. And so, uh, matter of fact, in that same in '84, we won one legislative district, 37th. But Jesse Weinberry defeated an incumbent in the 43rd legislative district. Oh yeah, that was the real Bill Burns, uh, who oh, I worked with uh, with with the Federation. But uh, so, you know, it's just uh, then you know we have to also look back. Uh, George Washington Bush, who came out with a lot of money out here, uh, right. got to the got to the Columbia River. He couldn't turn left because that was Oregon territory. The only way you could be in Oregon territory and be black is to be a slave. He made the right, and uh, his son Owen Bush was a uh, member of the first Washington State Legislature in eighteen eighty nine, and he sponsored the legislation to make Washington State College become a reality, which is now Washington State University. Uh, also, uh, uh, George Washington Bush also was responsible for helping a lot of folks of all the ethnic persu uh, persuasions to stay on their feet in hard times. He had inherited a great deal of money from someone in Philadelphia when on his way out here. So just- But also uh, he was responsible for helping making Washington a state because Canada wanted it because it was a territory. And, exactly. uh, and Canada wanted it. And so he was instrumental in helping Washington become a state. And all of this is, a, what is it called? What is this critical thing that people don't, they don't want you to teach? Oh, critical race theory. They don't want yeah, to teach it. Yeah, it's not amazing. I mean, it, it, as if they're going to teach it anyway to first graders. But uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, <laughs> it's I amazing. have a calendar for my, my, my wife's brother-in-law. And every day of the year, he talks about, the calendar talks about who was lynched, who was tortured every day, and, all, and other significant events that happened in the black community. It's uh, is uh, that from uh, down in uh, is that from uh, Equal Justice? No, this here he he's from Atlanta, Georgia. Oh yeah, oh, right. that, Equal Justice Initiative, right? Oh yeah, Equal Justice and, out and, of Montgomery. That, that's, that's what it I'm looks like right there, and that's yeah. the back right there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I would yeah. advise everybody, uh, everybody, every black person and white person in Florida needs to get a copy of it. Well, you know, that's true. That's really true because Florida got a lot of atrocities in there. But on the other side of that, it would be really good if somebody made a calendar, but all, every, every day that we did something that was in, important to American history, American, like, uh, you know, like medicine. I mean, if it wasn't for Charles Drew. It, it includes be, Charles Drew. It includes all that, too. That's what well, I like. Well, it does. Okay. It, it, and it, all it, the atrocities and all of the, the, uh, all the glory. historical so benefits and all the okay. progress we helped this country make. Yeah, okay, that's good. Because if it has atrocities and the glory, then yeah, you're not left both, with doom and gloom. You can't, yeah. You're not left with doom and gloom. Yeah, Yeah. history of racial injustice, 2023 calendar, and you you got it right, this uh, Equal Justice Initiative calendar. Right, that comes out of Montgomery, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, because, yeah. Well, anyway, we, we, we need that, and we need, I mean, you and I, uh, uh, we know a lot, but it's the younger kids who picking up their weapons and harming themselves and other people that don't know this. Because yeah, one well, thing that Bobby used to say on 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 the on the uh, on the Chris radio show, you know, our history makers, you know, if you know your history, you know your greatness. That's what Bobby used to always say. It's about knowing your history, knowing your greatness, and knowing our contributions. I mean, and then you take it all the way back to the continent because, like, every time you pick up your cell phone, you got Coke tan in there. You 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 got something that comes from the Congo. That's the only place it is in the in the world. And all these electronic gadgets got something that comes from a black from black people. I mean, you know, that's where it's at. So. <laughs> Well, Without I'm trying that. to encourage uh, the members of the Black Caucus to invest in uh, African American companies, uh, and uh, that's trying to do this stuff with uh, the various African countries. Uh, like uh, for Mozambique, for example, has more natural gas than than Russia, and there are a lot of other things that we could be doing. Oh, with, really? Uh, so Mozambique has more gas than Russia? Yes. Oh my goodness! And now yeah, so, you know. I mean, it, there's it, it, a lot so... of things. So I'm I'm working with Hayward. Uh, <laughs> that was really really working hard on it, and I'm working with Peter Gashuru, who is uh, the founder and director of CEO of the uh, Pacific Northwest African Chamber of Commerce. Yeah. When folks yeah. come through, I think the ambassador from South Africa is supposed to be here. I think on the 28th of February. Okay, and okay, that's good I to know. I mean, that's good to know. I'm probably I won't be in a place to meet him, but that's good to know. Yeah. Wow. I think well, that they're talking about having a reception at the Royal Esquire Club. Oh, I think okay. somebody in your family might be a member. Yeah, well, that's true. 
<laughs> they bring they bringing in the youngins. <laughs> so he's considered a youngin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this is really good. You know, it's always good to have you on and know our history. And uh, we know we have a lot of the stuff across the nation we could be talking about. But you know, we're gonna spend some time. Uh, appraising ourselves and our ancestors and all the people who came before us and all the work they did. So uh, this is wonderful. This is wonderful. All right. All right, so, all right this is good. So you take care and continue. Okay, to thank you very good, much. You look good in that red shirt, you know. Hey. <laughs> that, that's how the blood we shed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, hey, hey, it, 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 it'll fill up many rivers. Many rivers. There you go. There you go. Many rivers. That's good. All right, Mr. White. Thank you so much. We'll be okay, talking. Okay, thank you. Take care. Okay. You listen to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM. Kick in. Who's from Walden? We'll be right back. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at VirtuesHealing.com. That's VirtuesHealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at VirtuesHealing.com today. Hi, this is Dr. K. Mahina Intron, inviting you to tune in on Mondays on 1150 KKNW at 5 p.m. to Dr. K's Attuning to Your Abundance, where we honor everyday abundance through positive messages, poetry, music, affirmations, and writing exercises. For more information, contact Dr. K Workshops at gmail.com or Facebook, Dr. K's Abundance. Going our own way every day. Alternative Talk 1150. Oh, good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden, and it's Black History Month. Uh, and some of us know that Black History is every day, but I'm so happy that it is. And I want to thank Eric Comeck for the music that he plays. It's, he's always right on time. I'm going to bring in my next guest. She's I've been on many, many times. Her name is uh, Ms. This is Frances uh, uh, Oliver from Sample, Florida. And we're going to continue to talk about Black history. I mean, I had Mr. Rye on. He was talking about Black history in Seattle. Actually, he came from New Orleans, I mean, Louisiana, when he was 10 years old. So <clears throat> he's been here a long time. <laughs> so how you doing? How you doing, Frances? I'm doing good, Harriet, and you? I'm doing good. I love this month. I love I love history. You know, I'm a history buff. I mean, I'm a closet scholar. I love to study. Uh-huh. So, yeah. <laughs> so I love I love history, and I love what you were doing down there in Seminole County and Sam uh, uh, in Goldsboro, and uh, and all of the, the work that you're doing. And I know you got a big announcement, so I'd like you to make that big announcement. That's what's going to be happening there uh, uh, this year for uh, Goldsboro uh, Museum. Yes, Harry. We're getting a new museum. We're getting a new building. And it's a bigger building than what we're in now. We will have um, we'll have uh, 21 parking spaces plus the parking spaces on the streets, and we'll have a amphitheater. Oh uh, yes, yeah, it's gonna still be on 13th Street. On historic Goldberg Boulevard. Okay, Remember, okay, we okay. Changed well, the names. We changed that's the names right, that's right, that's ago. right. You know, you know, you changed, uh, and uh, I've been gone so long, and when I come. Uh, you know, yes, I understand that. I, I understand <laughs> that. And it's lovely. It's lovely. I I was there at the oh I did get a chance to come to the to the oh to your museum that you have now uh and, and uh-huh. have spend some time there and to see it because you took me there. And uh-huh. you took me to and see Harry, the Trayvon. I didn't Martin. tell you I didn't tell you before, but um we have in we got four we got four studios or four chambers in this in this building and we got a library. Wow, a library. Wow. Your book will be in our library. And I don't know if you remember the Barrington's here in Sanford. Yes. But the library is going to be named after Eugene Barrington. I I I think he was in the class of 63. Yeah, was he in the class of 63? No, he was in the class of 61 with me. Okay, okay, okay. Well, he had a brother, though. Didn't he have a brother? Yes, Sylvester Barrington. And he he had. it was, they were all boys. They had one sister. Shirley yeah, I thought I had. I thought it was somebody in the Barrington in the class of '63, in my class. But it I could may, be mistaken. It may have yeah. been. It may have right. been. Mm-hmm, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Yes. 
So yeah, his family is almost like yours, reverse, had all boys. Yo, your family had all girls, but they did. So they had all boys, but then they had a daughter. So not quite yeah, like that. Yeah, they this, had one but... girl. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think right now all the brothers are dead because Eugene died uh, about six months ago. Oh, bless his heart. Bless his uh -huh. heart. Well, he left a legacy. He left a legacy. And I'm so he happy you did. And uh, he's, uh, he, he, he wrote his thesis for his Ph.D., he wrote his thesis on uh, the immigration from the migration. I'm sorry, the migration from Sanford to Rochester, and he oh, donated yeah. his he donated his thesis to the museum to be put to a book. Oh, that's wonderful because I know about that migration because a lot of people that was up with mobility. People was leaving Sanford, going to Rochester, New York. <laughs> that's right. It was like a forty year migration period. That's right, and then a lot of them came back to retire though. I mean, after after they no, worked they years. came back after they retired. That's what I meant to say. After they retired, yeah. they came back. Yeah, see, it was three companies. They went there in in the early sixties and the fifties to to uh, to Rochester to pick apples. Oh, and, uh, oh, really? Yeah, they went to pick apples. You don't remember when they used to come home around Thanksgiving and bring all those good apples back from 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 Rochester? Them big old sweet juicy apples. <laughs> And oh, well, I know, I know that a lot of the people. Go in May. Right. I knew that people left. I knew that students that I went to school with left early and came back late. I mean, I, I knew that. Yes. I mean, they, they uh -huh. left before school was out and they came back after school was uh, already started. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and, so and, that, and, that's. And uh, most of them that went after they got there and got settled, they got jobs at Strongberg Carson, uh, General Dynamics. And Kodak. That's and, right. And so, That's right. so many people migrated from Sanford to, to um, Rochester to stop the migration. They brought a, 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 a they brought Stromberg Carson to Sanford. They brought General Dynamics to Sanford. And so oh, that's how they got to Sanford because I think Zani used to work at one of those uh, one of those companies you just named. Zani yeah. and my cousin. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. And so that wow. stopped people from going to Rochester to get a job at Kodak <laughs> and to get a job at uh, Strongberg Carson because both of them were here now. Mm -hmm. Wow! Wow! So some of them were able to retire from Strongberg Carson right here in Sanford. Mm-hmm. Wow, well, that, they stopped that. That's, they stopped that influence, influence, influx of black people coming. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. And you know the 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 black history part about this, there is a, a there is a a, a a a video on YouTube by Edward R. Merle. You might remember. I remember him. That's when the news. That's when they brought you the real news. Okay, no fake news. They brought you the real news. It was real, a loss. And he did a documentary about the migration from Florida to Rochester. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Yes, and wow. uh, and they also, just Google his name in, uh, just put his name into YouTube and you'll see the program on YouTube. And when they, when, when we were children and they were migrating from, uh, from, from Sanford to Rochester, they went in trucks. That's right. They, they rode the all the way to Rochester on the back of trucks. Trucks. That's the same kind of trucks that people used to be on when they were cutting celery, you know, out there in the farm. Yes. That's right. Uh huh. That's right. Mm -hmm. Because it was no greyhound. Was no. It was no. It was no. It was no public transportation for black people because the uh, dust too. That because the, the civil rights laws had not been passed. That's right. That's exactly right. right. That's right. See. Mm -hmm. So some people, yeah. So it was no. You know what I often think about, Francis? Though the march on Washington. All those buses that cook people there to march on Washington, they had to be owned by black companies because you couldn't ride. Greyhound wasn't integrated in 1963. Well, you know, all those people, all those people all showed up. Black on the bus, I guess they could rent the bus from the companies. They had private companies. And well, that's what yeah, I thought. Had, I mean, I mean, black people had some private companies. I mean, but yeah, they had and some, some white of the, people had, had private white people had private companies that they would take a bus load at a certain price without everything on that bus would be black. It wouldn't be an integrated load. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I just always think about that because, you know, nobody stayed in D.C. They went there for one day and they left. I mean, you know, they left. unless... Exactly uh, right. Right. That's right. That's right. But I hear that some people did open their homes to black people there uh, in Washington, D.C. that day. Oh, and I guess you might have had some black restaurants and some, uh, you know, that, some housing. And people did get mm -hmm. to stay in places and eat and 
But uh, I remember going on the Greyhound bus and, um, and, and you know, uh, it wasn't integrated in that time. I mean, you had to sit in the back. We had to stand but, behind the white line. Remember when we got, right. I went to college, I went to college in Savannah State from Florida to Savannah. And when you got on that Greyhound bus, you had to stand behind that white line. And that white line was like in the middle of the bus. And if you stand behind that white line, then you were in the back of the bus. You couldn't sit in the front of the in front of that white line. No, you could not. You know, because I took the I took the, the Greyhound bus from from Sanford to uh, to Montgomery. You're correct about that. And then I took the Greyhound bus from Montgomery to to Santa Barbara, California. And that's the truth. We had to sit back there. And then too, I uh, was no it was no real service. Uh, a lot of times, the uh, the little restaurant, the Greyhound bus station, they uh, they wouldn't even wait on you, even on the outside. If you were waiting in the little line to get some food, sometimes they wouldn't wait on you at all. I mean, so you have to if you didn't carry your lunch, sometimes you'd be in trouble. <laughs> well, when I used to set travel to Savannah, my first stop was in Jacksonville. I only had one stop: Jacksonville, and then to Savannah. And in Jacksonville, they had a little restaurant. They they had a they, they had a restaurant, had a nice restaurant, and they had a little section of it cut off where black people could sit. Okay. Wow. If you could find, if you could get a chair, they only had about three or four chairs, and then most people oh, yeah. stand up and eat. And then the bathroom was right right, the door to the bathroom was, was just right in the dining room almost, and uh, but it was that little section they had cut off just for black people. Oh yeah, I mean we do have a story, you know, uh, to tell because uh, living in segregation and uh, and all of that. Mm -hmm. But we got joyful stories to tell also, and I know we got a lot of history. And I know that you talk about the history. You two was telling me about uh, uh, Mrs. Brock uh, and Jackie Robinson the other day, and how you were setting the the, uh, the the history right on that piece. So you want to talk about that? Yes, um, uh, Jackie Robinson was supposed to break the color barrier. Uh, in in uh, Sanford, and he came to Sanford with um, with the minor league um, with the minor, with the minor league that were playing a game in Sanford, right? Land and Daytona. Those are three places they were gonna play a game. When he came to Sanford, um, he came, he he actually came to Daytona. He had just got married, so he 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 was he had a hotel a uh, uh, place to stay in Daytona. Him and his wife, and so. The manager drove him over to Sanford the day of the game, and it was a day game. Now, if you saw the movie 42 about Jackie Robinson, they had a night game, but it actually was a day game. And uh, and the Ku Klux Klan had uh, gathered across the street from the stadium all that day. And uh, the word had gotten out all over Sanford. If Jackie came out that dugout, it was going to be a mess on that field. So uh, the Klan called Chief William, and, who was the police chief, and told Chief William to go get um, Jackie out of the dugout because Jackie was not going to play on that field. Well, Chief William didn't want Jackie to be hurt or harmed or killed on his watch. So he went, he, he went to the dugout, he got him out of the dugout, walked into his car and took him down uh, to the police station for safekeeping. Well, three little, three boys, they were about teenage boys. We call them the knothole gang because they were pe peeping through the through a hole in the in the in the fence watching the game and they saw police chief when he walked Jackie Robinson off the off the off the uh, field. Now these are stories, Harry, that passed down to us from generation to generation. Right. And uh and so that the, the three boys ran to one of the boys was one you may know one of one of them was Oscar Murphy Senior. Do you remember Miss Oscar Murphy? And um yes. and uh Mr. Dixon, Dad Dixon and mm -hmm. uh the Mr. McLean. They were they were young boys at the time. They ran and told Mr. Brock that uh Q William had taken Jackie Robinson to the police station. And uh and Miss, Mr. Brock told those boys that you go tell Chief William to bring that boy to my house and and don't hurt a hair on his head. Oh, my goodness. Chief <laughs> William, William did bring him to Mr. Brock's house. It's about 5 o'clock when they got to the house, and it was it was getting dark. And um, so they decided it was too late to take a chance to take Jackie Robinson 
to Daytona with the Ku Klux Klan riding up and down Sanford Avenue because that's where the house, that's where Mr. Brock's house was. Right, that's, that's where right. Jackie Robinson was. And that's where he spent the night at Mr. Brock's house with the Ku Klux Klan riding all night in front of his house waiting for them to take him to Daytona. But they didn't take him to Daytona until about, uh, until about 10 o'clock the next day. The game was supposed to be at 3. And they took him to, uh, they took him to Daytona. And in Daytona, they didn't let him play either. They called the game off. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when he didn't play in D-Land either because they locked the doors and wouldn't let him in. But now wow. with Sanford, with Sanford, he he came to Sanford first. Now it it seems that if we should have gotten more of Jackie Robinson history here in Sanford, but they denied the fact, they denied everything about what happened here in Sanford with Jackie Robinson until the movie came out. And oh, that's what okay. the man that's what the man wrote about in the paper last weekend. That Sanford got a bad break when it came to Jackie Robinson. That they didn't print the story right. And uh the story hadn't been told right. And he he made a clear statement that Jackie Robinson never stayed in Mr. Brock's house. Mr. Brock was a black man that lived on Sanford Avenue. Right. And that's not true. Mr. Brock told the story himself that Jack, that he put Jackie. And in the movie, uh, and his wife gave the, the accounts of all this, everything in the movie. His wife gave that. And so she know where her husband stayed. <laughs> right. Well, you know, they didn't want that to happen. And Mrs. You know, Miss Holly was my music teacher and she used to talk about Jack. She talked about Jack of Robinson. I don't exactly. I didn't quite remember. I thought I thought I thought he stayed at her house, but she said I know she stayed he stayed at somebody's house there in Sanford. And I remember yeah, he, she told us that in the that music. Night, that night of the game he stayed in Miss Brock's house. Now right. he came back to Sanford a couple of other times and he may have stayed at Miss Holly's house once. Okay, because, because said she said she said he did. Along Sanford Avenue. Yeah, Miss Holly said that Jackie Robinson had stayed there because she told uh-huh. us that in yeah, our music class. He stayed in two or three no. houses along along Sanford Avenue, Mr. Brock. But Mr. Brock in the movie, but just because that was the day he was supposed to play the game, and the Ku Klux Klan ran him out of the, and 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 the way he wrote the story up last week in the paper is that they treated Jackie Robinson so nice. Oh, he oh yeah. <laughs> He said his this daddy put Jackie Robinson in his car and drove him to Daytona, and he did not stay in Mr. Brock's house. I said, nice, Harry, you know, ain't a white man. Ain't nobody being nice, no. They weren't nice to people. They were not nice the to Jackie Robinson. The Klan wouldn't okay. have let him took Jackie Robinson to Daytona no, that no, night. Uh, no, no. And then, I mean, all you got to do is extrapolate what you just said, that he didn't get to play at all in Central Florida. I mean, because no. he didn't play in there. They told him he didn't play in D-Land and didn't play in So he didn't play at all in Central Florida. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and, and they denied the story. They did not admit that Jackie Robinson was run out of town by the Ku Klux Klan until the movie came out. Wow. And now they want to say the movie, now they want to say 42, the movie 42 didn't do Sanford justice. Just like Trayvon <laughs> Martin, they don't well, talk about Trayvon Martin across. Huh? No, no, no. It, it, that, that hatred didn't do Sanford justice. So you know, the hatred is is longstanding. I, uh, friends. Uh, but in a side note, as I found out probably about fifteen years ago, I'm related to Jackie Robinson because the matriarch of the Walden family. I uh, uh, that was you know long, long, long time ago when people were still in bondage. Uh, she was married to a Robinson also, and so oh, okay. Jackie Robinson. So Jackie Robinson, I I mean Jocelyn might have mentioned that to you. I'm not sure, but they, yeah. So Jackie Robinson is is related to us also. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So so well, so uh, could you? Th- well, see, Daytona named that Daytona was so guilty that they didn't the 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 the, the people in Daytona were so guilty that Jackie Robinson was locked out and wasn't able to play until they named their stadium after Jackie Robinson. Okay. They have a Jackie Robinson day over there every year. Okay. Sanford okay. has never apologized for Jackie Robinson. No, they probably won't. No, 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 they won't. No, not not with the trend that's going now. But could you just talk a little bit for my uh, listeners to know about Goldsburg? And, and I know it was uh, incorporated in uh, December 1st, uh, uh, 1891. But could you talk a little bit about Goldsboro and what it was and what people's goals, you know, I mean, just a little bit about Goldsboro? Okay. 
Uh, yeah, Goldsboro was established by um, Mr. Uh, William Clark, who was, a, who, was, who was a black man, and his brother, Joe Clark, uh, helped, helped incorporate Eatonville. Eatonville was the first all-black township incorporated in the United States. Goldsboro was number two, okay? And then you had some, some place in Mississippi was number three. But it weren't that many. But just to think, in 1891, William Clark and his brothers were so, they were educated to the point where they wrote up a charter to, uh, to uh, establish Goldsboro as a township, which meant that they had to put in their own mayor, their own tax collectors, their own everything. They had their own jail, their own sheriff, their own banks. They had everything that any township had. Wow. But the difference between Eatonville, which still got their charter, and Goldsboro, which we lost our charter because the city of Sanford took the charter away. Where, whereas Eatonville land, the land was donated to start Eatonville by a white man. So he made okay. sure that they kept their land. Wow. Whereas Goldsboro was was people was people who have who had migrated from South Carolina, Georgia, some of the other places when Mr. Sanford when Mr. Sanford was bringing people here to work. And they stayed over in what was called, it wasn't Georgetown then, it wasn't called, it was called Tuckertown. They stayed over in what they And so they eventually uh, moved forward and further and further west of Mellonville and established Goldsboro. Okay. Now, Goldsboro, when Goldsboro lost his charter in 1911, okay, shortly before that, Rosewood, that which was an all-black community, it was never a township, but it was all-black thriving. Do good black people lived in Rosewood. Well, as you know the story of Rosewood, the Klan burnt Rosewood down. I mean, they burned right. everything down. They ran the people. They killed three people, and the people just scattered. Well, <clears throat> Goldsboro Charter hadn't been long taken, and the blacks in Goldsboro were so afraid that they were going to end up the same way, that these white folks were going to burn Goldsboro down, too. They also burned the Koi down. You might have heard about the Okoye Massacre. Right, that's they right. Also, that, was, that's in Orange, that was in Orange County. Yeah, the Okoye Mass- Massacre was in Orange County because of voting rights, because they wanted to vote, and the white folks didn't want to vote, so they... It was a cattle town, so they just burnt the whole town down. And now so you can Goldsboro, see why the black what you can see why the governor don't want any black history take a, a talk. Isn't that right? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. And Florida, Florida, you the hangings that Florida had, and 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 the Golden Four. Yeah, you know, I was going to talk about that because I know that. Yeah, and I, you know, Sanford is in the book that uh, that. Uh, the Devil in the Grove that uh, that was written by Thurgood Marshall. The girl about uh-huh. the Grove in Florida. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what about Harry T. Moore? Yeah, that's you know? right. That's right. He lost his life uh, trying to register people to trying to register people to vote. And uh, I think uh-huh. they, they wind up bringing him to Sanford to see if they could save him because uh, yes, one of them was either because, here, uh, here uh, was No, no, none of the white hospitals in Mims and Coco wasn't no black hospital. None of the white hospitals wouldn't take him, and they had to bring him and his wife because they bombed their house Christmas Eve. That's night. right. That's right. And they were looking for Doctor Starks to, to treat them. Yeah, they, they found Doctor they... Starks. The wife lived three days, but he died like three hours after he was in the hospital. Right. Well, you know that's something the history I didn't know. I didn't know. This. I just I just didn't know the Sanford had a, a part of a hospital, part of a hospital for colored people. I didn't know that then. No, they didn't have a separate hospital for colored people. What they had a a separate wing for colored people. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, wing for colored people. I guess going up, uh-huh, I didn't know that. My mama that. was in that hospital in that segregated wing. Yeah. My mom wow. was in the hospital for a long time in that segregated wing, and uh, we weren't allowed to go in to see her, but we could wave to her and at the window, from the window. She could see us from the window. 
well, you know, it's, it's, uh, in Flo- the back, the black people in the back of the hospital. Right. Well, you know, uh, Florida has a real, real bad history. I mean, I, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> and uh, and this guy who uh, uh, who is the governor don't want people to know about it. No, he doesn't it, want. Well, I'm gonna tell you, I think DeSantis using a lot of this to get his name in the news every day. Oh his yeah, name is yeah, in the news. I do too. I do too. And I, I think do it's too. just propaganda that he's using to to agitate Trump because he right. he can't make up his mind whether he wanna run against Trump or not. Because number one, he's afraid to run against Trump. But if he can <laughs> get enough support, if he can get enough support from the Republican <clears throat> Party, then yes, he would run. So he's saying all of that stuff to try to win over Trump's base. Because he knows that Trump base are white supremacists. They are really, and you know, and they, 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 they're not ashamed. I mean, well, they weren't ashamed when we were growing up either. I mean, you know, you they, they come by, they come by with their truck, with the rifle in the truck and the, and the Confederate flag hanging. They still ride around like that. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Only thing about it, the black folks riding around with their AR-15s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think, yeah. I think every black person in Florida from, uh, from 19 up, own at least one AR-15. Really? Well, at least, you know, yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, I grew up in guns in my house. You grew up with guns in your house. So, um, I mean, <laughs> you didn't grow up in Sal- in Seminole County without guns in the house. I don't yeah, I think yeah, most people was, had guns. Was, was, now, you know, Florida was a mafia state. Now, you know that. And you know mafias always, the mafia people always had guns. Oh, yeah. Florida was oh, yeah. a mafia state. Florida was the crooked state in the union and probably still is. Why you think? Well, yeah, because 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 Batista was still throwing the numbers from Cuba before they overthrew yes. uh, and brought in brought in uh, Castro. You know, I mean, Batista was still and the numbers of uh, people were running the numbers big in Florida when I was a kid. Yes, and you know, <laughs> Al Capone and all of them had had big old beach houses here, and uh, and and uh, one of one of those one of those uh, 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 crooks died in Florida with 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 syphilis. Which one was that? I don't know. <laughs> was it Al Capone? <laughs> Might have been. I don't it know. It may have been but Al Capone. I do know about the numbers because the numbers guy would come by our house and Mama by Dosa would play the numbers, okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you mm-hmm. could do the play for a dime, for a nickel. And I guess if you got it for a quarter, you might got you might get a lot of money. I mean, in those days, it might have been a lot of money. Uh-huh. But yeah, it came and they by had and, these and the big numbers. Old, that's right. They had these big old houses. And each house had a maid quarters in the back. They had their own right. maid that lived in the in the back. And a lot of these houses still got maid quarters in the back, but they renting them now as efficiencies. Oh yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> wow, but I tell you, anymore. Well, hey, you know what? But um, I mean, it's a rich history, and I think that we need to know our history because we need to know how our people have overcome. I mean, really That's and right. truly. I mean, we need not to ever get in despair. Because see, uh-huh. Francis, we've seen this before. I mean, and look oh, at yes. my, my stepmother, my stepmother who passed away in 90, uh, two years ago, this summer coming, uh, you know, she was raised in Montgomery and, and, and she was uh, the property she lived on all her life and she put a new house on it. Uh, was uh, She said that her, her grandmother, when at the end of slavery, they told him, "In you need to get off of here," and wasn't giving you nothing. She said, "They didn't even give you a piece of bread." You know, you had to you had mm. to make your way. So look how mm. we made our way. And some people, some people end was a little bit better because some people did end up with some property, or they did get something because they might have been, you know, the slave or the owner's children, or uh, yeah. they did. Some people did come out with land. That's why you have churches because yeah. in a lot of these places, churches was built on that land. But yes. but the majority uh-huh. of uh, people who was in bondage when the, when so called freedom mm-hmm. came, they left with nothing. Yeah, yeah. Just mm-hmm. closed on it. <laughs> I mean, I don't you know, but you know, January was cold. I mean, eighteen sixty-three. Yeah. Well, you know, you think, Harry, I just believe what's happening to us is what happened after Reconstruction. You know. And oh yeah, that's what I thought about we, too, Francis. I thought about the same thing. Reconstruction only lasts ten years, and this lasted about forty years or almost fifty years. But this is the end of the second Reconstruction. I, I you know, we're, in, we're on the same wavelength. Yes. I think. Yes. yes. And you that's know, right. at the end of Reconstruction, they came up with Jim Crow laws to control us and put us in our place. 
And right. now they want to reverse our history. And they want That's to take right. all our history out the schools. And they want to tell us what to teach. They want to tell us what right. to live, how to live. They even, That's they right. Even it's now, another kind uh, of control. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I, and I want you to read Harry like some kind of dictator where he gonna tell everybody he gonna tell people what to read, gonna tell people what to wear. That they he got he putting up something now in in the state legislature about uh about trans 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 dressing what you call it transgender to, uh, yeah trans people who no no dress what like, they call yeah. that 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 uh that uh the people that 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 dress like women and men yeah I, like I, yeah women. I know what you're talking. About. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's some kind of drag. They call or something him like uh, drag, drag. He's mm-hmm, trying to make, mm-hmm. he's trying, he's trying to make drag a, 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 a outlawed in Florida. Well, you know what he said. We should introduce him to Miss Georgia Brown. I mean, George Black. <laughs> we should, we should send him a picture of Miss George Black, who lived a whole life. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Mm-hmm. I mean, that'd be a good idea to just send him a picture of Miss Georgia Black. Okay, before uh-huh. it might well, be before your answer. I tell you. Did I tell you that um that the um that the gay uh the gay people in Orlando um uh, the gay pride they have Gray Pride Day in Orlando and they have it's mm-hmm. a big weekend and on Friday night on Friday evening they have their award ceremony and I was given an award for the story that I wrote about Miss Georgia Black. Oh, wonderful! Send me that. Yeah, because you know it you came can, up in my timeline. Just Google it. Just just Google Georgia Black. Okay, well then I, you know what? Okay, because I, I did Georgia Black did come up in my timeline, uh, uh, and yeah. I reposted and it. And I, when you get there, there are gonna be two stories there. Uh, one which they wrote up in Ebony Magazine in 1957, and then my story because you know she grew up down there with us. She not grew up. Well, you know, I mean, to tell our listeners, us. tell our listeners who Miss Georgia Black was before we before we could go. <laughs> Okay, because they don't Georgia know. Black, okay, Miss Georgia Black was written up in uh, in uh, in Ebony Magazine in 1957. She got sick and had to go to the hospital. And when she went to the hospital, they found out she was a man, and she had <laughs> lived as a man for 35. She had lived as a woman for 35 years, and nobody in our neighborhood, which was Harriet's no. neighborhood too, did not know that Miss George Black was a man. To us, no. Miss George Black was a woman. A woman. She was, and she, that's she, right. She, she, she was she good was to such, us, too. Um, hey, wasn't you know, wasn't no, no stuff going on. She was good to us. She made cookies and stuff like that, you know. And of course. All the kids, she, was a, yeah. she, was a, she was a neighborhood nurse. She that's was right. a neighborhood uh huh. She babysat for people. She was a babysitter. <laughs> she was a member. She she was an AME. She was a member of St. James AME Church. Well, that's how. And, <laughs> uh-huh. Oh my! And when she but... died, they closed the streets so that her when her body when the, when the ambulance drove her body to the from the church to the graveyard, people were standing on the side of the road to see the to see her casket go by. That oh yeah, I love that she was us and sampled by blacks and whites, and nobody oh, well, you know, knew that she was a man. No, and we loved her. We loved her because you know it was up two, there's if, two blocks uh-huh. from my house. And if I anybody want to read the story, they just Google Georgia Black, Sanford, Florida, and like I said, it's two stories out. One that I wrote, where she was raising our neighborhood, Harriet, and one that Ebony wrote in '57. Wow, wow, I tell you, uh, I got fond memories of Sanford, though. I mean, really, truly. <laughs> and I tell people, I don't know what it is to grow up in a violent community like our kids are being scared to go to school. And, you know, uh-uh. I mean, you know, we that was not our, that was not where we lived at. It was not. Uh-uh. And even when no. we found out that Miss Georgia Black was a man, whole Sanford found out that Miss Georgia Black was a man. She was not treated like a freak, or she was not, no. tre- she was not treated no. like. Like you know, uh, uh, let's hide this story. Let's hide this. Uh, uh, no. They are, no, 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 they no, no, mm, no. Well, but also you know, uh, being gay uh, was not nearly as. Uh, well, Miss George uh, uh, Black uh, wasn't gay. Miss George Black had two husbands. <laughs> well, you know, I, well, you know, I understand that. I'm, I'm just talking about the atmosphere and how people go bum up a nightclub. A, she just, she just lived as a woman for thirty five years. Right. Right. <laughs> well, okay. 
Okay, we 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 could that's a good spin on it. But I, all I I can say uh, is that there's an element of hatred of the other, and it's even worse now than than what I mean. It's always been against us, but now it's against a variety of all kinds of people. That's right. And 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 this government we got trying to tell people how to dress, what to teach your children, and that's why he that's why he want to he want the law against drag dressing in Florida so that the children won't start dressing in drags and all this kind of stuff. He's trying to tell us well, how no, to you know, you know, the, you know he's spending, We know he's just spending his time uh, looking at uh, all, all this GMO food and all what is happening uh, with GMO food and what happens uh, 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 with soy and all that other stuff, how it changes the molecular structure and the DNA in, the, in children. So, I mean, that's where he's just, we used to go to the science and see what's happening. It's not, you know, it's a lot of other stuff out there he could spend his time up. But all of this is to engender hatred. Uh, that's all it is. It's uh, it's yes, engender he, uh, hatred. And, and all, he, all. he wants to stir up these white supremacist groups, and he wants them to to support him because this is what I'm gonna do to black folks in Florida. And if I'm elected United States president, I'm gonna put black folks in their place. That's, that's all, right because that's you know what saying. because because see, they 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 because they, they they were determined they took an oath that another black man would n- never be president uh, they took an oath for that <laughs> i mean it's written somewhere okay they got it in well, their boat watch out because we may have a black woman <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's probably in law t lago someplace it, it, and they got it the first out. woman that was vice president was black <laughs> yeah well you know i mean th- this thing of this thing against us is so ridiculous i mean because they can't take away our greatness from here and from, from north america all the way back to the continent and everything they use today we, i mean I, i'm going to get this list together everything they use today they need to stop using it a pencil sharpener an ironing board a egg beater i mean i mean you go on and on and on. And, and blood they they should refuse blood when they go to the hospital because behind their blood was a was a black person, a black man, Charles uh, Drew, but also going into space with without Catherine right. Johnson. Exactly. With not exactly. Catherine so you Johnson. You let one of them need a kidney. You let one of them need a kidney. They don't care where they get it from. They getting <laughs> they, they they getting kidneys from pigs now. So they don't they don't care where they get their kidneys from. <laughs> well, you know, I love history and I love what you do. You're a great historian. I mean, really and truly you are. Uh, maybe next time we talk about Ovita and uh, and, uh, and, uh, and and Midway. Yeah, but, uh, uh, if, if you read my post today, you may get some ideas because I was asked a question: Where did Boogatown get its name? And I put it on my uh, I put it on my Facebook page today. Okay, all right. And I know you got a lot of young followers. This has been delicious for me because you know I love history. Uh, I will be to Florida this summer and uh, be hanging out, and I come back to the class reunion. I know all school reunion that's going to be there. I mean, at the end of the year, probably so. Anyway, yeah, well, you take care and continue to have a great day, uh, evening down there in, in, in Sanford, Florida, Seminole County, Goldsboro. <laughs> All right. And Harry, right. Uh, maybe we can do your, your, your show from our new museum. Oh, that would be lovely, wouldn't it? Yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, that'd be lovely. Well, hey, let's talk about that and how we can plan that because I'm planning okay. my show on the road this year. All right. Love okay, you down then. there. Down yonder. Take care. All right. All you right, listen Harry. to the but thank you. You listen to the mothers just to show on eleven fifty AM KKNW AM in Seattle. It's your host from Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. I'll see you next week. Take care. Remember black history. Everything you use almost is something was made by black people. Take care. <laughs>